What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. The Berrien County Sheriff's Office reports no one was seriously injured after a suspect crashed his vehicle trying to run from police early Sunday morning. Berrien County Sheriff Chuck Hyde confirms the chase started at 5.15 a.m. in Ottawa County when officers tried to pull over a gray Kia driven by 36-year-old Matthew Mensch of Indiana. The chase continued through Van Buren County on Blue Star Highway and into Berrien County on M63. Hyde says law enforcement used spike strips tried to disable Mench's vehicle. While that tactic did take out a tire, the vehicle continued down M63 through St. Joseph, Stevensville, and Bridgman, reaching speeds in excess of 80 miles an hour. We were able to get a stop stick of uh, the other tire at Red Arrow and East Road, and the vehicle then crashed just south of there uh, on Red Arrow Highway. The uh, subject was arrested um, at that time on multiple charges, including OWI. Mensch reportedly suffered minor facial abrasions as a result of the crash. Moving through three counties at high rates of speed, Hyde says his officers worked quickly to keep citizens safe. You know, a balance, obviously, in, in knowing someone was wanted and our supervisors can terminate a chase, but uh, we were able to get a second stop stick down in Chickaming Township to get the vehicle uh, stopped, and you know, the driver is in custody. Mensch was treated for his injuries and is currently at Berrien County Jail. He's charged with fleeing, eluding police, three counts of resisting an officer, damage to police equipment, and operating under the influence. A six-month moratorium on short-term rentals has been approved by the South Haven City Council. At their Monday meeting, members heard from several residents on both sides of the issue. Some said short-term rentals enable them to make ends meet by renting out properties they own. Others said businesses cannot attract employees to live in South Haven because year-round housing prices have gotten too expensive. Councilmember Joe Reeser said it's a complicated issue. There's not black and white. This is a whole lot of gray. I think short-term rentals have done a lot of good for the community, as is outlined tonight. I think the residents, though, have concerns for the community they live in. They have valid concerns. But Reeser said the moratorium on new short-term rental licenses for six months will enable the council to come up with a more long-lasting ordinance. Councilmember Mary Hosley said the body needs to get this right. My goal is to have a program that allows our community to thrive and keeping in check with helping our community be a year-round community. The moratorium only means no new short-term rental licenses will be issued for the next six months. It does not affect those that were approved before the start of this year. The council's action also canceled this year's short-term rental lottery. Voting no on the moratorium was Mayor Annie Brown, who said she was elected to make decisions, not just approve moratoriums. A survey put out by the Michigan Department of Transportation regarding a reconstruction project planned for Main Street in downtown St. Joe attracted more attention than anyone anticipated. St. Joseph Mayor Brooke Thomas tells us the agency is going to rebuild a stretch of M63 from Central Avenue to Blossomland Bridge and the I-94 business loop to the Bicentennial Bridge. I've heard a lot of complaints about the safety and the conditions of the roads. So in 2027, I know that's several years out, but they are starting the planning process now to redo it. So they're going to update to the aesthetics, they're going to update the safety, and so they are looking for community input. 
MDOT put out the survey thinking that they would get about 100 responses. Instead, they received more than 800. MDOT has no design for the work as of yet, so they will compile the suggestions and come up with a plan. The survey closed on February 16. Michigan has experienced record low levels of ice on the Great Lakes this year, and scientists are highlighting why that's important. Melissa Waldham is the Associate Director and Regional Climatologist at the Midwestern Regional Climate Center at Purdue University. She says all of the changes are tied to an overall warming climate and warmer water temperatures. She says it's important to notice the implications. There's some positives. If you have less ice, maybe that's great for shipping, but there's certainly some negatives, right? We have winners and losers. It can be really damaging to fish species that lay their eggs and uh, expect that ice to be there to protect their eggs during those winter storms. Researchers also say among the primary reasons for less ice are the current El Nino weather pattern as well as the warm phase of the North Atlantic Oscillation, both of which are preventing cold air from reaching the Great Lakes region. In Detroit, an already dwindling season of Black Lake sturgeon fishing was canceled altogether because of safety concerns over low ice cover. The Salvation Army of Niles will soon begin work on a new building. The organization has operated out of a former church on 15th Street for decades and has been working for about 15 years to acquire a new home. A fundraising effort ended last year with $3.8 million collected, and now they're getting ready to start construction on their new home. The Salvation Army says a new facility will better enable it to help those in need find hope and dignity. The new building will be at 1707 Miller Drive in Niles. It will include a commercial kitchen, education spaces, a dining room, offices, a chapel, and storage. The Salvation Army is still raising money for additional features and furniture, and anyone can help by contacting the Salvation Army. A groundbreaking ceremony for the new building will be held on March 19. It's hoped the building will be finished by the end of the year. A give-back night for the Caring Connection Empowerment Center will be held next month at Plank's Tavern in St. Joseph. Amanda Hirsch with the Caring Connection Auxiliary tells us the Caring Connection Empowerment Center, formerly known as the Cora Lamping Center, is a domestic violence shelter that helps families escape abuse. The Empowerment Center itself is a place where women and children in transition out of domestic violence situations are able to find a safe space to begin to rebuild. The center provides women and their children with legal services, counseling, support services, and safety while they seek a better life. Hirsch says Planks will donate 50% of their proceeds from food sales to the Caring Connection Empowerment Center on the night of March 10th. Show up and join us at Planks for dinner between 4 p.m. and 8 p.m. that night. And you can either eat in with your friends or you can get takeout if you prefer to take home to your family. Reservations are required. You can make them by calling Planks. The Caring Connection Empowerment Center gets around 75 to 100 calls per month and is often full. It costs around $800,000 a year to run. Some women stay there for as long as 90 days. So they could use the support of the community to continue offering services. So you think you can act. Your chance to prove it is coming with auditions for the Citadel Dance and Music Center's production of Mean Girls Jr. Citadel Director of Dance Laurie Lawrence Gist tells us this is the junior edition of the show, so they're seeking performers of any skill level between the ages of 9 and 18. 
This is the first musical to be put on at the Benton Harbor Theater. Guest says it took them a while to settle on which one to stage first. We thought the age group that it's geared toward for the junior version and the students that we already have and the students that we hope to attract to the program, we thought it would be something edgy and that they would really jump at. Lawrence Guest says they need both girls and boys. In particular, what she's looking for are those young people interested in not only being in a show, but also in learning all about musical theater. The whole purpose of our doing a musical at the Citadel is to further the education. You know, a lot of community theaters, you can get involved and you can do the show, and that's so much fun, but you don't always get the education component. Those who are selected for the production will take a musical theater class at the Citadel. It will meet once a week starting in April. The bulk of the production will be staged in June. It will be performed June 28th and 29th. Auditions will be March 9th, and you can sign up at the website of the Citadel Dance and Music Center. We also have a QR code at our website, wsjm.com. And after hitting a yearly high last week, gas prices have dropped in some areas. AAA of Michigan says the average price of a gallon of gasoline has dropped five cents in the past week, and now the average around Michigan is $3.21 a gallon. Analysts say prices are 17 cents more than last month, but six cents less than a year ago. Along with the Detroit area, the most expensive prices are in Ann Arbor and Jackson. The lowest prices are in Traverse City, Flint, and Saginaw. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.